The Flap is an unrivaled talk show featuring in-depth conversations on technology, life, love, comics, and fatherhood. Hosted by founding members of Paper Keg, Dale underscore A, and Slim. yourself in Walmart urinated on yourself false I constructed that tweet I may have almost lost my pee but I did not I held it in and I hoofed it over to the convenience store next door because Walmart's bathroom was closed the men's room closed how do you how do you almost pee yourself? When was the last time you peed before that? Days? Did you no, drink it was, a it, jug of water and then just, just pouring down yes. your chest? And that was essentially like AM. I I've been drinking a, a probably a gallon to a gallon and a half of water every day. Oh my God! So you I'm live, peeing like every thirty minutes, clear liquid. Obviously, do you live in the desert. No, I'm I'm just trying to cleanse, cleansing my body. I I heard a rumor that you are like Forrest Gump on that elliptical in your basement. <laughs> You're running, and your beard is just elongating. What's what is happening? Do you, do you what 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 caused you to become the Lance Armstrong of South Jersey? It's that's actually partially true because now that I am trying to elliptical, I don't have time to shave in the shower. So it's <laughs> you one shave the in the shower. First of all, <laughs> first of all, absolutely, I shave in the shower with a fog-free mirror. It is. I don't know why you're laughing. That is the best thing a man can do. I've never heard of that before in my life. Absolutely, one hundred percent. If you shave in the shower with a fog-free mirror, your life will be changed. I guarantee it. How big is the mirror? Is it like Guaranteed. a full body mirror? Heavens no. Full I would body I would I would try to break the mirror and cut myself with it if it was full body. It's just like oh a sharper gosh. image uh you know circular mirror. I'm not the, I'm not the weird one here. All right. <laughs> I've heard of drinking beers in a in a shower, but I've never heard of shaving in the shower. I can't wait till mine. Or you could do both. Maybe. So, so you're you're using an elliptical now. Yes. You're you're like what is that? Bob Lalane? Who's that old health uh, health nut that can lift cars? That's Jack Lalane. Jack Lalane of South Jersey. You you don't have time to shave in the shower yet. You have time to shower, which I don't understand. But how did this? What's happening with the elliptical? I'm I'm feeling attacked. And I don't feel like talking because of it. All right. First, first things first. We bought an elliptical. It was around Mother's Day. We decided. Uh, I've been. I was thinking about it for a long time. And I was just like, we need 
something in the house. I'm not I'm not much of a runner. And if I were to I know the moment, even if it were six AM, like I'm doing it with the elliptical, as soon as I laced up my shoes and took a step outside, both kids would be awake and screaming and it would be just a, a bloody scene by the time I get back. I would have missed calls on my phone. It's a dead zone outside of my house because I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I know that, I guarantee you that would happen. So I was like, let's just get a piece of equipment in here and just let's just knuckle knuckle up and use it. It was around Mother's Day. I'm like, we'll just use every holiday from here to the rest of the year. It's our gift to each other. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so we got an elliptical and it took me... I don't know, it took me like two weeks to get up on it, to mount it, but once right. I did, I've I've been pretty steady. I've been at least four days a week wow. on it since, and it's been, I haven't looked back. It's been wonderful. I get up 10 to 15 minutes earlier than I used to, lace up my shoes and go on upstairs and get on that elliptical for uh, 30 minutes. The, so the elliptical is the one that like you hold on. It's like skis. It's like you're essentially skiing kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, essentially. But you're like, yeah, you're but you're do, making more of like a running motion instead of like just back and forth with a like a okay. ski machine. What do you it's, listen to when you're on that thing? Do you listen to anything? Do you watch TV? Yeah, I've been, I've been bringing my iPad up and and been breezing through some HBO Go. You know, mm-hmm. so I the got adult, the, the adult section. I mean, I, don't, I only have that half hour to myself. Used to be, you know, if my wife would go in the shower, I'd get to throw on the old on demand. They got a section on demand too, guys. You know it. <laughs> Come on. So now I go up there. <laughs> the only thing I could think of was when you mentioned your wife in the shower was that you also shaved yourself in the shower. So I don't, I don't know what kind of shenanigans you are going to talk about. I can't wait until you get tweet bombed by every man who shaves in the shower. Mine army will amass behind me, just like the same guys who have had, uh, you know, have their, have had their vasectomy like me. Right. I, I feel like I'd get a reply sooner from someone that eats a sandwich in the shower than shaves, like a pastrami on rye in the shower with their fogless dinner plate. I'm telling you, there's nothing better. I have a lot of, um, like, I, I don't know if it's skin OCD or something, but I was never satisfied shaving in the sink because I would shave... You know, I'd get this. I get the shaving cream on, then I'd shave. But it, as soon as I was done, my face would feel like dirty, hmm. or like I would have the stink of the shaving cream on on me. If it just wouldn't, I wouldn't feel as clean as I would if I shaved in a shower, which I do, which a lot of so people you, do. So you haven't, like, do you have? Um like mental goals or written down goals for your elliptical stuff. And you're also doing like a shaman cleanse of some kind, which I've heard you talk about. Like you're only eating the breath of animals nearby. I don't understand right. it. I can only eat in the shower after I shave, <laughs> which I don't have time for because of the elliptical. Right. What's um, this cleanse? You're, you're into all this kind of new stuff. It's blowing my mind. 
it's I'm trying to change my lifestyle. You know? It's fantastic. Um, it's not believe me, if it were shamanistic it would be free from nature. This is something it's uh something called Advocare. And if you th- it's kinda like GNC supplements is probably the best way to describe it, but it's Advocare brand. Hmm. And it's like sold through people like you would like Tupperware is sold through people, <laughs> you know? Right. And uh there's a cleanse, it's that's called the twenty four day challenge. And it's basically what what it is is um them try them helping you not them there's no advocate people that help you but you're trying to retrain your body starting from scratch you're starting to detox and then you're trying to retrain your body into eating better and multiple times a day not just three meals a day but like with snacks in between to keep your metabolism up but with that is also like the advocate supplements and stuff like that which is like omega omega three vitamins and like probiotics mm. and stuff like that, but I have, I'm four days in, so I'm not. I don't even have a grasp of what is about to take place because I haven't taken all the supplements yet. I take there's like a fiber drink I take every day now, and I'm still doing the cleanse, which has got me cleansing my colon a couple times right. a day. You're on the toilet. Probably eight times a day. Probably. Baby wipes close by because I can't take much more. <laughs> well, at this point, I figured you just use baby wipes constantly. <laughs> I would, but they'd be that'd just be a mound in the trash can. They'd be falling out of the trash can. <laughs> Thank I... God. Well, now that James, my son, is potty trained, there's just baby wipes right next to the toilet at all times, so why even bother using toilet paper ever again? Mm. You know? Once you a, once you use that, thing. I mean, it's like wiping your butt with butter. It like really cold is butter, cold melted butter. Why would I you mean, go back to anything else? There's never been a better joy. I mean, you could just get in there and clean. You can clean. You can really clean, <laughs> and it doesn't hurt. Fact. So are you are you gonna like do weekly weigh-ins? Because I when I my wife and I have this like pseudo competition where she wanted to lose weight. And then I had just started running, so I was like, okay, yeah, we'll see who loses the most percentage after 30 days. So we weigh each other every Wednesday. We'll check in and see what the process is. So if she wins, she gets a weekend of me off the grid. Like I wow. put, my, put my phone in airplane mode, which I'm actually planning to do for our September vacation, which we will be on together. Uh, I told her I was going to try to totally be off the grid that entire week. But um, she gets to choose her own weekend, and then my, my spending money goes double if I win. She's oh. got me on lockdown oh, spending yeah. money. Yeah, well. You know how it is. Yeah, absolutely. With your hardcovers that you buy all the time. <laughs> yeah, so, so the, yeah, the elliptical and the cleanse. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to weigh myself. I weighed myself the first day. I'm not going to weigh myself until the end of the 24 days. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm gonna Ballsy. try to. I'm very curious, but I'm gonna try to. I'm just gonna try to hold off. Gotta try. Hmm. That way, I. That way, if it, if it's a really great surprise, that's really great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you know, I got. To, I went to the doctors recently. I'm trying to like get on track. For for the future, 
And every time I go visit the doctor, I have high blood pressure. So, but you it's your kids. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. tell them that? I did. I tried pleading. <laughs> I pled my case. But Try to um, get rid of one with the doctor. Take this kid. But the doctors like come back in August, and if your blood pressure is still at where it's at, you're, you're gonna have to go on meds for the rest of your life. Whoa! So, hmm. if I can lose some weight, which I've been wanting to do, reference C, every other episode of the Flap ever. Um, <laughs> if I could do that. Lower my blood pressure. I'm, I'm, I'm. I kind of think it's hereditary, but if it, if I do lose weight and my blood pressure goes down, bonus. Yeah. But I'm getting this. I'm getting into a groove where, the, with the elliptical upstairs, I'm, I'm grooving. I mean, I really. Yet today actually was my best day on there, and 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 that's because, before today. I would be on it for 30 minutes, and 30 minutes is usually all I allot myself because of the morning I have to get ready for work and I have to get their kids ready to leave and stuff like that. But at the, I'm looking forward to that 30-minute mark because I, it's like I can't hold on much longer. But today I was like I breezed past 30 minutes, and I went to 40. I could have went longer, but wow. I, had, I really had to get off and go to work. But, um, I mean, I was, I was shirtless today. I did it. <laughs> I did the elliptical shirtless today. It's amazing. My forearms were glistening with sweat. Yeah. It's, it's, it, there's something... I feel so accomplished when, like, sweat starts dripping down off my face. Uh-huh. And it sounds probably sounds weird to everybody else who sweats, but I, <laughs> I just feel like I'm getting something done when the sweat right. starts dripping off my face. You feel accomplished. I do, yeah. So I, I kept it up for another 10 minutes, and I could have kept going. Nice. Yeah. That's like, you know, when I when I run in the morning, I think it was, I had visited uh, Mark Farrington and wife uh, to be, hashtag rest in peace Mark. Mm, yeah. I brought my running stuff, but I forgot my headphones. And I can't use Apple earbuds because they don't stay in when I run. My ears, I guess, are just not accustomed to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So I, I, bought, I had to borrow headphones that, you know, I didn't have any, so I just took whatever they had, and they didn't stay in. So I was like, and I can't run without music. I have to like mentally put myself in a place where I can think about certain things that make me want to run continuously. Mm-hmm. And I had to like put the headphones in my hand and jack up the volume to like hear the music as I was running. Wow! And, and I was like, oh, I can't do this. I'm like, I'll stop at like a mile. I'll just call it a day and maybe go two miles tomorrow. And then when you get to like a mile, you're like, well, I could go like a mile and a half, mile, two miles. And then you get to that point where you're like, ah, well, I've gotten this far. I'll just keep pushing. And mm-hmm. that's like, for me, meant like running isn't like physical. It's not physical for me. It's all mental. Like if I'm not mentally capable that at that time, then it's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. like I could, if I'm mentally there, I can do it. But if not, I'm totally out of it and I'm exhausted. Yeah, you feel you me- meant because of your mentality. You feel just physically exhausted, like you can't even push yourself any mm-hmm. further. Yeah, Which sucks what about when you're running because you got to at least run back home. Well, I usually time it. I ha- I know like the routes around where I know where a mile and a half is from my apartment. So if I get to that point, 
like mentally I tell myself, okay, I'm going to run three miles today. So that means in my head, I like trick myself. I only have to run a mile and a half and then I just turn around. Uh So whenever, whatever distance I run, the goal is the halfway mark. So I'll run until I have to turn around. So if I'm doing a 10 K, I just have to run three miles and then I can turn around. So that's like how my body Mm. and mind have accustomed to running. And Mm. that's the only way I know how to do it is always getting to that halfway point. And then I, then in my head, it's like me running down a hill because I'm, I'm almost done. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. What happened with... You had another encounter in your house with another rodent. What's going on in your neighbor? You had a snake in your front, in your backyard that was horrifying. I did. It was, it was at like a four foot long. It had to have been black snake or a rat snake. Which are black good. snake, rat snake? Is it's that a black, real thing? Black snake or a rat snake? Oh, I don't know my snakes, and I, I, you know, I live out here in the pine woods. Um, yeah, but I was outside. There's this uh, kid that was coming over to like pull some bushes out and stuff, and it's not like he found it in the bushes. He was just like sunning himself in the backyard. The snake. <laughs> so he comes to the, the 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 guy comes to the door. He's like, "Check out the snake." I'm like, I. I, I Given the right circumstances, if my mother-in-law were home and, you know, she would have fed into my wife's fear, we would have had the house up for sale already. (laughs) Even though we live in the woods and snakes live in the woods. It was, I mean, it was insane. I've I've been here four years. I haven't seen a snake. So I wonder what he's up to. I don't know if he was hunting around the house or something. So the snake was there. And then a few days later, maybe around the... I don't think the incidents were related, but you never know. A couple days later, the kid's dead. You bit by a snake. <laughs> his whole leg is in the snake's mouth. <laughs> the snake's digesting his little leg. Uh, a couple days later, we're we're like woken up one morning. It's like six thirty, and we hear legitimate like pipes clanging <laughs> under the bedroom. Like, under the bedroom and the bathroom, which are connected on my side of the house. Um, pipes clanking and, like, scratching. And, I'd, I mean, something was obviously either right outside the foundation or under the floor in the house. And my scaredy little, my scaredy cat, I you know, I got my moccasin slippers on my sleep shirt and my shorts and I go down in the, in, in the back of the basement and I shine the flashlight all in the crawl space and stuff. I don't see anything. So I'm like, I, I don't know. You know, I, there was no evidence of anything. So I kind of forget about it. And then a few days later I'm in the bathroom over on that side of the house. And by the, by the sink is an air vent where the air conditioning comes out of and stuff. And I hear, it sounded like there was something inside the air vent. It was he was butt up against the insulated tubing that was running to the air vent underneath the floor. I could hear him like breathing. I could hear something breathing. <laughs> and I'm just like I like I started to get the sweats. I'm like run out of the bathroom I'm like Mo, there's something still here. There's something in the house in the air vent. And it just so happens that later, so I'm getting ready. I go downstairs. I don't see anything. And later that day, I'm, I'm shoot up. I had to go outside for something. And there's a 
a stairwell in my garage that goes down into the basement from the garage. And I come out of the garage door from the kitchen into the garage, and I'm literally like 15 feet from this thing that's spelunking from the bottom of that stairwell. He's not using the stairs that are there, but between the the brick wall it's it's kind of hard to explain but the stairwell the stairs don't take up the whole well so there's like a there's the uh a cinder block wall and then there's a gap and then there's the stairs and he is like literally like Ethan hunting <laughs> like climbing up in that gap and I and I walk out and I'm face to face with this thing that is not a rat. It's not a raccoon. It's not a mouse. It's so it's not something small like a mouse living under my floor. And he's staring at me and I'm staring at it. And he's got like crap on his fur, but insulation from him living in my insulation now. And I don't know what I'm frozen. And he realizes like after 10 seconds or five seconds, he like just drops back down. <laughs> so he was trying to climb up back into the garage. So he went down there looking for something and he was coming back out. So I'm like, oh, he's down there. And now either there is a tunnel in that stairwell somewhere that's all cinder block and concrete or there's like a deep enough gap under the door at the bottom that goes into my basement. So... I'm like trying, I can't see him down there, but I can't get my head in between the stairwell, the stairs and the concrete cinder block wall. So I got my mag light in one hand and my iPhone video camera in the other. And I'm like sticking both arms down there. I'm scared to death. I'm thinking this thing's going to bite my arms as soon as I put them out of sight. And I'm like, I've got the mag light shining under the stairs with my phone camera on. I bring it back up and I see there's something under there, but he's not, I'm like, I'm trying to, I stick a rake down there, swing it around. I'm trying to do something. I don't know what I'm going to, I don't have a plan. If he, if he, I'm at the top of the stairs. If he started running up the stairs at me, I would have crapped, I would have crapped my pants and he would have bit me. I would have gotten rabies. It's not like I had a trap. I didn't have a, a crossbow or a knife. I didn't have a I didn't have a 22 caliber gun ready to shoot him. I didn't know what I was going to do, but he wouldn't come out. You didn't even, I'm surprised you didn't even just have some kind of makeshift net, like a, <laughs> yeah, some I, kind of like blanket that you would have been at the ready to throw at it. That's actually a good idea. I had my work gloves on, but I was so scared of his teeth. I mean, I did, you know. So I, I'm like, I've been, to, I got to go back in my ha- house and collect my thoughts. I don't know what to do. I don't. I'm not a handyman. I'm not an outdoorsman. I'm not a furrier. I don't have tools. I have like rudimentary tools, like hammers and and pipe wrenches. I don't have anything. And moccasins. I don't, I don't know what. I, and my moccasins. I you know I have my sneakers <laughs> on by that point. But then I go back out in the garage. You know, I'm, I got my thought. I probably had some lunch. Get my thoughts together. I go back out in the garage, <laughs> and he, I, I caught him mid stride on my garage floor, and he stares at me again. It's another ten second conf- stare conf- confrontation. 
I'm staring at this thing. So he's not just a, a fur ball that I caught with my iPhone camera. He is like extended out because he's full stride. He's extended out. He's probably 18 to 24 inches long. What? That's with a little big. stubby tail. So I'm like, that's got to be a goddamn muskrat. It's got to be a muskrat. How did a muskrat get in my house? The only thing I can think of is I left the garage door open one day. I'm not paying attention. And he walks in the garage. He had to have. I don't have huge holes in my foundation where something like a muskrat could get into. I mean, he's big. He's probably five pounds. Maybe he just walked in right behind you in the front door. He probably did. I don't. I'm oblivious. Wiped his little his muskrat feet on the little rug and scampered away into the basement. Scampered away, and he's been you know he's covered up with my shawl, my electric blanket down. <laughs> <laughs> muskrat so, underscore a. So after I'm staring at him, and he's like 24 inches stretched out mid stride, he turns right back around and goes down in the stairwell. Which was a blessing in disguise because with the garage door closed, he was, I know he was heading for like the other side of the garage wall where there's a bit of an overhang where there's insulation so he could get back up into the insulation into the crawl space under my bedroom. So I was pretty fortunate for that. And I'm like, I got to do something before he gets back under there. So I go to Home Depot. I drive to Home Depot hoping and praying that he stays. he's scared enough to stay down in the basement until I get back, or in the stairwell. I come back with a like a live squirrel trap, a live huge rodent trap. And I put apples in there because muskrats, they eat vegetation and fruit, apparently. That's what I read on the internet. I set this thing, and uh, I was going to set it down at the foot of the stairs in the stairwell. Because he's, I can see him now. He's like curled up in a ball. At the bottom of the stairs against the door at the bottom. He's not even hiding behind the stairwell anymore. And by the time I would get down to like the third step, he would look up at me and he wouldn't move. He would just stare at me. So I'm like, this, this mother effer is going to bite me. He's going to feel cornered and he's going to lash out at me. Why else is he not running? I was confident mm-hmm. in that. So, of course, at the bottom of the stairs right next to him... You know, this trap is like 36 to 40 inches long. There's not enough room width-wise for the trap to go the bottom of the stairs where I could just scoot him right into the trap, of course. That's my life. And I can't just put it on one of the stairs. It takes up like five, seven-eighths of one of the stairs at the top. So at the top of the stairs, I tried creating some sort of like bottleneck with all the junk in my garage. And at the tip of the bottleneck, I put the trap. So I'm like, well, if he's going to go through the top of the stairs, he's going to have to go through this trap. And there's apples in there in case he wants those too. So, you know, I leave. I go back in the house. And then I come back about an hour later. Trap is sprung. No rodent in there. Hmm. And but, But that entire time, I left the garage door open as well. So I'm hoping, even to this minute... That he got past the trap and he just he saw the huge garage door open and he ran back outside. We haven't heard any scampering around. Probably giving your wife a massage right now. <laughs> He's probably probably chewing on her toe right now. 
Now, so you know what? And then he's going to move right into that shower and give himself a shave. The best shave he's ever had in the shower. <laughs> That's fact. What happened with the snake? Do you think the muskrat got the snake? Well, yeah, it could have been like a whole Ricky Ticky Tavi type thing. Maybe the snake and the rodent are warring with each other. Maybe that's why the snake was so close to my house. Maybe he's trying to chow down on that big thing. I don't know. Yeah. So the snake, last we saw the snake, you know, he was, you know, 15 foot up and perched in a tree over top of the kid's swing set. So he's over there (laughs) ready to just drop on the first thing that starts swinging on a swing. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would chop down every tree back it's, there. I mean, it's 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 a nightmare. I don't even know. What, I am like city mouse, country mouse. I have no place here. I miss Was this? I, did any of this stu- kind of stuff happen when uh, your wife was away for a week? Didn't you have a period of time where it was just you and the kids for a week? Your wife just quote left for uh, left on business. Didn't she have like a work yeah training seminar of some kind? And, oh boy. Mystery City, USA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Up in Wayne, PA, which is probably like two hours, maybe two and a half hours from our house. Oh, I know Wayne, PA. So, big project manager academy up there. She had to stay. It was like a project manager boot camp or something. It was me and the kids. And the rodents. And the rodents. And, uh, yeah, and my mother-in-law, thank God for her. She is a blessing. And, but I, you know, I don't want to put her, I, I don't want to mad dog her and like make her feel like she's got to be here raising the kids with me. Like, so, I mean, it was exercise and patience. patience. I mean, getting both kids ready in the morning. and dropping them off at school which I was doing and then picking them up I have an hour hour plus commute to work so I'm getting to work until like 10, like 10 o'clock in the morning I have to leave at like 4pm to go pick them up again so it's just like a nightmare once I get to work I gotta leave again go pick them up and then yeah, that's, that's quite a day 10 to 4 shift yes yeah I, I was okay <laughs> All right, it's not fun uh, feeling like you can't get anything done at work. And I don't know, man. I mean, every night, like my kids, I don't even, I can't, I mean, it's it's been a while now. This is episode 10 of The Flap, a year after episode 9 premiered. So <laughs> I have to go back and reference Twitter for any sort of uh, gifts yeah, I may we, have we should have to week. We should click on hashtag the flap and see what kind of tweets come up. <laughs> see, but uh, yeah, first foremost, thank God for my mother in law because she was there. She would actually she would have dinner ready at least, and uh, you know, help me clean up after dinner and stuff while I was bathing and getting the kids down. Yeah, and didn't does um does Grayson your oldest still require you to be in the room when he falls asleep, or is is that? Mm-hmm. Has that uh, grown? It's getting better for everybody but me. Um, <laughs> when we put Grayson down, my wife has the ability to sit in there for two minutes and say, all right, Grayson, I'm going to go now. 
And Grace says good night. <laughs> and that's that. She leaves. When I go in there with him, I'm laying down next to him, holding his hand, and something just inside of him willing me or I don't know, but I can't break away. I can't get away with the same finesse as she does. She just tells him. I try to tell him, and he's like, no. He basically says, no, you're not. You're going to stay here with me until I fall asleep. But uh, tonight, actually, tonight, because I was running so late for Paper Keg, I told him. I was in there. I still was in there for 10 minutes, but I was like, Grayson, I got to go. I mean, I got to go, man. Okay. I'm sorry. You have a hit podcast to do. Does he I mean, I got people that? waiting for me. I got people waiting for me down there. But, uh, yeah, so it's slowly getting better. Slowly getting mm-hmm. better in that aspect, you know. I don't know how you have any time to do anything. You know, I send you texts for Titanfall, and in my head, I just see you looking at that text and just throwing your phone across the room, laughing. I, yeah, exactly. Like this, you... <laughs> You just chuckle as you rock back on the floor as you hold hands with Grayson as he right. demands that you stay there until he falls asleep. And now in his room, there's like a little quarantine zone next to his bed because a couple of day, couple nights ago, two nights in a row, he threw up in his bed. Oh, gosh. And the second night it spilled over onto the floor. Ew. So we've scrubbed it three four times now but there's still funk to that spot on the carpet so and that's right next to the bed where i would lay so now i'm basically like laying at l shape i'm like laying with my feet closer to the bed than my head would be so my arm is like fully outstretched reaching through his bed so like my arm i'm testing like the strength of my arm like i'm like i'm being punished and I have to hold up like buckets so at Without least you're expanding into calisthenics. Yeah, can yeah, get, exactly. Can we get your wife to take a photo of like the the cam in that room? Doesn't the, does the cam get you just kind of like fetal position next to his bed with your arm going through the bars? I'm trying everything to get comfortable. I'm like flapping one of my legs up on his bed so I can kind of like get the angle right. To what if he told him that you just wanted? To, I'm going to sit on this chair next to you and not hold your hand. What would he say? I don't know. He probably, I know he would whine because he wants. That's what we hand. did with James during the week that she, uh, Amanda was out of town. I took off for a staycation, and it was just me and him. And I told her I was like, "Oh yeah, well, I'm gonna." There was a period of time where he was fine going to bed by himself, but then there was a period of time where he wasn't. We had to stay in the room in the rocking chair. Right. I, th- yeah. I think that was when we re- when we did Akira. I, I think I read one volume of Akira to sit in that rocking chair in his room. I remember, and he didn't. He liked the complete darkness, right? As soon as you try to yeah. entertain yourself, he knew it. He's he told me turn it off. He he wouldn't let me, and no no tricks worked. We th- it got to the point where we I think we Googled like super nanny child leave room, you know, and then nothing was working. <laughs> so then I tried the thing where. I didn't sit. We took the rocking chair out of there, I think. Or we left it in there, but I never sat on it again. Mm. And we put one of our kitchen chairs next to his bed, but near the frame of the door. And he was like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting right next to you. Don't worry about it. I'm right next to you. Yeah, he's like, "Uh okay. 
and then ever so slowly I would inch the chair closer to the door frame so he'd peek his head up and see that I was still there but further away (laughs) yeah but further away so every night I think for maybe like two or three nights I would move the chair closer to the door frame wow and it got to the point where I was past the door frame so he could only really see my back (laughs) and then eventually I was in the living room and then when I would put him in bed he's like oh you're gonna you're gonna go sit in the chair you're gonna be on the chair I was like yeah I'll be in the chair and the chair he can't see it but I just go sit on the couch, and he'd be like, "Are you on the chair?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look at you." And that's how we did it. That's how we got him to stay in his room without anybody. It took like a week. Are you in the chair? Oh, Italian classes. My wife uh, had has created a flap set list because at the last flap episode we did, we talked about Xbox and technology, and she was really pissed off. She said it was the worst flap ever. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. She texted me. She said worst flap ever. Man. So she yeah, that's had, right hashtag support. And she had to take control of the situation. She, she did. She she want she knows what topics she wants to hear mm-hmm. Dale essentially talk about. This is the Dale show. Yeah. I'm just Dale. a humble humble interviewer. Dale, make sure you poop yourself before the next show. <laughs> Otherwise there's nothing. I mean, We've talked about pooping, peeing, vasectomy. So the next one, at some point, you'll probably just vomit on yourself in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the only way to... Maybe on the elliptical. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're taking, or have taken, by this point, it's been two years since our last episode, Italian classes. Yeah, so um, my wife is half Italian, but she's fluent in Italian. Spoilers. Life spoilers Because her family Her mother and her that side of the family Is all Italian like they come from Italy And stuff so Monique Speaks Italian fluently And I don't know it's just something Like I'm I'm at a point in my life Where I thirst for knowledge And history More I have a, a much bigger appreciation For it than I ever did when I was In my teens or early 20s Now like I have, I always uh, appreciated things, but I never sunk any time into it. But now I'm just like, you know what? If and uh, the local Italian cultural foundation was giving the first semester, quote unquote, was free. You just had to sign up for it. And then you know uh, the second one that I took in this winter, um, you know they kind of smartened up because the first class there was like forty people that signed up because it's free. I mean, people are going to sign up. So to try to kind of weed it weed it down, you know, you had to apply to be a member of the Italian Cultural Foundation. And you got the class for free, or you could just pay for the class. Either one was $50. But if you join the Italian Cultural Foundation for $50, you can take all the classes you want. Um, so that was like the first and second class. And it's very basic conversational Italian that... I I mean I loved doing and while I was in there I could remember everything as soon as I walked out of the building even now I don't remember anything that I learned but I have an app on my phone that I practice with and and back to like just my thirst for knowledge and stuff of. like that I think it's just a part of me that like I'm very satisfied that I was doing it just to feed my need to learn mm-hmm. especially when you know back 
in high school. I just did what I had to do to pass. I didn't have an, uh, any interest in that because it was school and you're not going to tell me. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to go after it because it's it's required. I'm just going to do it. It was, it was really bad on my part looking back, but I didn't care for high school. I just wanted to not be there. So I, you know, I started out like in the smarter classes, the college preparatory classes and stuff like that, but I just didn't do the work because I didn't want to do the work. And I eventually just started taking like business math and stuff like that just so I could not have to deal with it. But now I'm like, um, my love for history, especially and learning stuff, I just, you know, I, I have that need that I have to feed every once in a while. And then the Italian class is a great way of doing it. And, uh, you know, I could speak with Monique in Italian very basically and all her family. So it was was logical. And if we ever get to go to Italy, I could, you know, knock the pants off of the rest of her family if I know. Oh, my gosh. If I know some Italian. Heavens. You know what I mean? They'll be like, oh, look at this catch over here. (laughs) Giving a crap. Look at this catch giving a crap. <laughs> I wonder if that sentence has ever been uttered oh, about someone. Down. Yeah. Okay. Ca- what a catch that gave a crap. <laughs> so uh, we're taking off for the summer, but Italian class will pick up again in September. I have to do uh, Duolingo is the app. Yeah, I had, I had heard about that. I think that's. I read some crazy stat where that app is more popular. Um, more people use that app than are taking language courses in school or wow. it's it's some kind of like when I heard it I like I pooped a little bit in my pants I mean it's it's probably well, I mean I believe it it's a free app and they uh, you know there's like Italian German Spanish a couple other languages but it's they do it by you know, starting small, but they'll say, um, you know, uh, they'll give you a picture or a word with a picture. And they'll, like, they'll drill it to you that way. Like, La Mela is an apple, and they'll give you a picture of an apple, and then they'll show you, like, four pictures, and they'll say, La Mela, and you got to pick the apple. And then you, and then it's, like, interaction. you got to, like, maybe spell out the word. They'll, they'll just say, spell out apple, and then you could spell out La Mela and, and stuff like that. So it's, like, it's cool, and it's absolutely free. It's, it's like, it's, uh, I tried how Rosetta Stone. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. But it's very educational. It's very, it's very good. Very, Rosetta Stone is, like, super expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Interesting. So I have to charm the pants off my wife with some other some foreign language and Duolingo. Yeah, get in there, man. You will uh, knock her dead. You'll be the catch. You'll be quite the catch. To get all primal you'll over there. Giving her crap. <laughs> Show her how cra- how many craps I give. <laughs> exactly when you're when you're ordering for her in some fancy Italian restaurant. Right, and the female waitress is. Flirting her pants off with me. That's right? the bottom. That's that's what the point. And of then it I all ask is. her if she wants to become the family au pair. Yeah, and then I think that's how that scenario always works. And then she would, and then you're. I mean, then it's your job to keep the au pair happy, and <laughs> you maybe make her laugh every now and again. 
You know, maybe you're yeah. always jovial and keeping her smiling right. around the house. Take her out for ice cream or, yeah. you know, make Maybe tell a joke. Maybe tell a joke while you're at it. Yeah. Get a you real realize jokes. you're describing the plot of Spanglish right now. Right. <laughs> that movie made me so angry because Adam Sandler went back to his wife. His his terrible wife, if I remember this movie correctly. He should not have gone back to his wife. He should have went yeah. with the au pair. Who, dire- who directed that movie? Was that an Apatow? Is that it, an Apatow, it, John? It had to be a Judd Apatow. Based, based on a what? A Judd Apatow four-hour epic movie that he or needs editors kind of Rob for. Rob Reiner joint. <laughs> you're just, you're just saying director's names now. <laughs> I'm going to look this up. Yeah, I'm, look I'm, that I'm, up. I'm on it. Tell I'm me on who it. the director of Spanglish is. Uh, close. Oh, oh. James L. Brooks. That's uh. very <laughs> Judd Apatow. Very Judd Apatow, Rob Reiner, Carl Reiner. James L. Brooks. Yeah, I mean, it's all the same guy. <laughs> yeah, basically. People get confused all the time. <laughs> the only uh, au pair reference I know is from The League. When they get that old pair. Oh, what a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Manzukas is fantastic in that show. He is. He's amazing in that show. I just saw him in something. Uh, I don't remember what it was. Shouldn't even have said anything. <laughs> you watched Derek? You ever seen that show? No, I never watched it. Do it's you watch the any Ricky Gervais, uh, right? Yeah. Have you ever watched any of his other stuff besides The Office? Oh yeah, Love extras. It. Extras phenomenal. Probably the best extras. series finale yeah. of a TV show I've ever seen. Extras is amazing. I mean that speech at the end that he gives. Amazing stuff. Season one of Derek is really good. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Check it out. Season two, I'm not sure about yet. I'm not sure. Is the muskrat in there? Is that what you're looking at right now? I'm he looking over the heavy breathing. <laughs> you hear something? Look at him scratching around. Is in the panic Eating room. Muskrat locks himself in the panic room. It's the only place he's safe from me and my. <laughs> when I come at him with a wire rake and a snow shovel, <laughs> and then you take a break and then just go eat lunch. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. Cleared my head. I think I had lunch. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. All right. I just couldn't sit there. I lit. I, I I sat there on the garage step for like a half hour in complete silence, waiting for him to come back up, and he didn't. So I was like, I'm going in the house. I can't. He'll. Co- I, and I knew as soon as I go in the house, he'd try to come back out and go up in my crawl space. <laughs> Innuendo oh, okay. there. <laughs> We got a letter. I'm going to open it up. Get the letter opener out. From March 8th. So, God, (laughs) this is from Catcher, and uh, bless you, Catcher, for trying to, you know, stoke the flat fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Finally, the the stoking finally worked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hey, guys. I had a six-year relationship with a girl... It was just after high school. Things got really messy at the end. She was the first love. We were together at a time when I was just starting to figure out who I was. I made mistakes. We both did. I'm wondering if either of you can relate and if you have any wisdom to pass along. Love the show. M. His name's Michael. Mm. 
Goodness me. That's, that's not heavy know, duty. Michael and I, we, we have a similar story. I dated a girl uh, through college and what, I mean, nothing against her. But what a terrible relationship time to be in and to try to be in a steady relationship when you have all those new, like, especially like turning 21 and mm-hmm. and being apart and all the new social settings you get yourselves into. Well, I don't have advice for you, but I will say, you know, 10 years removed from the situation of being married, like, I don't even remember what that pain feels like. I can't even put myself mentally in those shoes again. So I can only offer that eventually it will, you know, it'll fade away. He was on point when, you know, we were together at a time when I was just starting to figure out who I was. I made mistakes with both it. So... I mean, the, Jonesy said it. That, that's like a crazy time. You don't think about it at the time. You're just there. You're living life, and you got a, you got a girlfriend, you know. But it really is when you start to discover who you are and who you want to become, and you're with this person who's along for the ride, and maybe they're not part of your plan or maybe you don't want them to be a part of your plan because you just don't you just envision it not working out like that in the end you know what i mean and what um that's yeah 12 years ago now from being 20 but um i had i was with a girl for 3 years and we we got together um last couple months of my senior year in high school and we were together until I was uh almost 21 and it was the same way like by the end of that three years like I was I remember being all peed off because it was I felt like it was three years wasted because broke up with this girl but I but like looking back I kind of realized that you know I kind of egged her on the last I don't know maybe the very last straw but I kind of egged her on to maybe help help me get this thing over and done with because it just like we're just going to be we're just growing to be two different people at that point and uh so i i think i i might have said some stuff to uh to kind of help that process along you know what mm-hmm. i mean i wasn't the best but at, at a certain point i just remember being just like completely frustrated with the situation and it was just like somebody's got to make a move here because things aren't resolving Hmm. I remember the pain, Jonesy. I don't know about you, but I can immediately go back to pain Oof. when I was with uh, my last girlfriend. We lived together. I think mm. we were together for four and a half years. And we lived together in an apartment, and then we lived in the house that I grew up in. And uh, she was a firecracker how old were you uh 22 to 27 maybe 22 to 26 and i could see that you know previous relationships i was footloose and fancy free around this time so like to the point where i had a job at la fitness at the time for like part-time or something and i didn't feel like going anymore and we started dating she we wanted to hang out one day and she called LA fitness and told them I was in a motorcycle accident and couldn't work there anymore. So <laughs> I was that's like, awesome. I, I, I did that same thing actually not <laughs> that, that, that same scenario happened with me. So that was like the 
crux of the relationship. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. Let's hang out all the time. And then, uh, so eventually you couldn't, we, you, couldn't we start, you just you couldn't work <laughs> there anymore. Together. You couldn't work no, there anymore. Couldn't work there anymore. It was an accident. So we, we started living together like real quick, maybe like six, six months or something, some crazy short amount of time. And then, uh, but like I could see like previous relationships she had, you could see that she like, they didn't end very well. And the ex-boyfriends were like needy and calling her all the time and texting her oh yeah yeah yeah. so i was like man i wonder you know if this relationship ever ends what's what's what are we gonna be like so then eventually i got the boot and then she left the house that we had but her stuff wasn't there and then you get to a point where like you go through all the emotions like is this some kind of like mental trick she's pulling on me she's just leaving her stuff here I, I should just tell her to, I should just throw it out on the street. You know, I, I don't, I shouldn't have to hold this stuff. So eventually it just like, I mean, it devolved into just terrible gut wrenching scenarios, period. Probably maybe, maybe that's what Ketcher's going through, but it was like the worst breakup ever because it didn't end because the place that we left, the first part we had, we didn't give them enough notice that when we left, so they billed us for like another six months or some some crazy fee wow, that that's an astronomical whole ended, it ended in like collections so now like there was a period of time where me and her were still attached to like this thirty six hundred dollar fee yeah really in collections so that always like hung over us like oh, i got at some point we're gonna have to, i'm gonna talk again and then eventually i mean it went through like you know awful texts to each other I'm going to call the cops and you know, you're going to, it's just like the worst de-evolution de- of a, mm-hmm. of a, not, not like relationship, uh, girlfriend and boyfriend, but just relationship between two people. And then eventually I had, um, years go by and I ended up paying it and telling her that she owes me X whenever she can. And th- like, there was this weird moment where, and hopefully Ketcher will get to this point, but there was a weird moment in my life where it didn't sit right that it ended, this personal relationship ended on such bad terms. It didn't sit right with me mm-hmm. on a personal level that like I liked this person as a person and now we hated each other and then we just don't talk. And it ate, it, it was like it nagged at me for a while, for like a long time. And then I finally told my wife that I I think I want to clear the air with her hmm. and I want to like talk it out and like apologize for the things that happened and it was like a, it was a tough conversation obviously um but eventually I hung out with her at a bar and we had drinks and wings and laughed about uh all the things that we said to each other during mm-hmm. the breakup period, which I was, um, it was great, but I think personally it showed how much I had grown over the years. So it was a really cool moment. So maybe something to look forward to. Yeah, that's the that's the beauty of it. I mean, I'm 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 definitely on friendly terms with the girl I was with uh, when we broke up when I was twenty. Uh, we're still friends, and but when we do see each other now it's almost like a sigh of relief like 
we're totally different people now and I'm glad we could still be friendly but I just like I couldn't hang with you in that way anymore because I'm just a different I just grew I just grew mm-hmm. a, a, a separate way than you did I mean and and it's it's you're like you look back and you're like how did I how was I ever like I don't know attracted to her in that way you know what I mean it, because of, we obviously had some commonalities back in the day but now it's just like uh, you know we could be friends but that's all it could ever be I mean because the quirks that we both possessed would probably just drive each other up a wall you were the guy with yeah. the white undershirt with the cigarettes under the sleeve and your foot <laughs> behind up. you on the wall yeah and that's how that's how that relationship started you, oh, yeah. guys, a, you got on your motorcycle and you rode off. I told her I'd be back when I'd be back. Not to call. <laughs>